everybody. I'm here with Mish Fomenko. Uh, he has a ministry called Be Moved. Be Moved, right? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. Such an honor to be here with you, Israel. Yeah. And you're from LA, so that's where you live. City of Angels. Legit. Um, and so primarily, what is it that you do within your ministry um, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? Yeah, so uh, Be Moved is an organization that God put on me and my wife's heart. And uh, we primarily travel and speak uh, different different events from youth conferences, camps, churches, uh, high schools. I mean, everything from you know a lot of a lot of different uh, venues and stuff. And one of my biggest passions is I want to uh, inspire people to step up and be who they're called to be. Mm-hmm. I would say that's probably the core of. Of, of what I want to do is I want to speak into someone's life. I want to motivate, inspire, encourage them uh, and lift them up to be what they're called to be, what they're, why they're on this earth. Yeah, I love that. Um, that's a great mission to be after. Like that's a, that's a huge need, especially for uh, people my age, even for myself, uh, to be pushed forward, to be encouraged, to be, uh, you know, uh, lifted up. Um, I mean, so for you, was there a specific person who did that for you when, when you were growing up, when you were younger, maybe closer to my age? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say there, there were several people throughout my life that I would draw life from, like throughout my, whether it was in school. I'll never forget, I was a freshman in high school and a senior, this girl who I didn't even know who she was, I maybe knew her name. Mm-hmm. She walked by me one day as a freshman in high school and she's like, you would be a really great youth pastor. And I'm like... I'm the class clown. I'm in detention half the time. I'm mm-hmm. the worst kid ever. What are you talking about? But when she saw me, she saw something in me. And it was moments like that that inspired me to be like, you know what? Maybe there is something inside of me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe God did put something inside of me. Maybe I'm not a failure and a, and a, and a loss. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when I talk to people about you or like they tell me about you, um, like we don't know each other like all too well. But when people talk about you, they say that, you know, wherever you go, um, no matter any country it is, uh, the time season, uh, people open up their doors to you. Uh, maybe not because of your name, but because of how you treat them. Um, the way you hold relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think relationships is, uh, one of my biggest passions. I'm a people person, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, every type of personality thing you take. I'm actually a, a psychologist. One of my majors is a psychology major from university of Washington. Go Huskies. Um, but I am, I love people and I love learning how people think and I love uh, meeting people where they're at. Um, And so for me, relationships is probably the biggest thing. Like one of the reasons I wanted to go to school is because people were there. And Mm -hmm. so like, I don't know how people in 2020 not being able to go to school, you know, how, how, how they're cultivating those relationships. I don't know how they do it over zoom, but for me, it's, it's, it's super key to be able to communicate with people and actually make it real. It's not like, uh, Hey, I want to use your relationship to get me higher because you can feel those. You can sniff those people out right away for me. Like I actually want a relationship because through that is when doors start opening and things start happening. Was it always that way for you? Um, I've always been a people person. I think it's part of my personality, but obviously as of maturing, I'm learning how to navigate it and engage it correctly of how to actually make it a meaningful, you know, a yeah. moment. I'll never forget one of my best friends who is with the Lord now. Uh, he was supposed to be my best man at my wedding. But um, he said this phrase that kind of goes with me. He said, leave people better than when 
than before they met you. Mm -hmm. So before that meeting, how they were, they're going to leave better because they met me. And it's almost, it's almost like a life, like a model. I actually, you know, do is like every time, every person I encounter, like I want to make sure that they, they have left encouraged, uplifted, motivated. Yeah. You know, I mean, one thing that, you know, my dad always taught me or told me was, uh, when it comes to everything in life, the most expensive thing you'll ever invest into is relationship. Mm, Absolutely. That the investment and the time and the sacrifice it takes is huge. Yeah. Uh, like it's bigger than, you know, any amount of money. Yeah. And Um, it's not by accident that that phrase, it's not about what you know, it's who, who you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting because, um, before we were talking about, um, how most people, even myself, I've been in this situation, or maybe you've been in this situation. Um, we're praying to God or we're believing for something. We're believing for a raise. Um, and one thing that like I begin to ask myself is, um, you know, if everything God does is through a person is through a man. Right. And I think there's a lot of places in the Bible and places in our life that that's always shown through, right? Like salvation was brought through a man. Mm -hmm. Um, then that means like, we should, we should look at our life and be like, am I cultivating the relationship for a raise, right? Because money won't so just good. fall out of the sky, right? So good. I, there's only a few scenarios where it actually just comes out of the sky. Um, if anybody, you know, stumbles across, you know, a million dollar check that just falls out of the sky, I'd love to talk to them. It happens, right? but we're not going <laughs> to base our lives around money falling from sky, yeah. from the sky. And so are we cultivating... Uh, the relationships, are we cultivating the attitude, the awareness, the, the work ethic for a pay raise or for the job or for our dream? Right. Yeah. And what's interesting, um, I'm glad you said that because it's absolutely true is because people really are the ones that bring connections. Yeah. And so that relationship can go one of two ways. You are in a relationship with the person because they can connect you and they can open up doors and they can make ways Mm -hmm. and living in Los Angeles. That's what it is. People are using and abusing relationships Yeah, and they're trying to climb the ladder. Do you see that a lot there? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, that's, I mean, LA being one of the most superficial, you know, cities in the world, everyone comes there to make a name for themselves. And so they'll do whatever it takes to climb that ladder. And it's so sad to watch because the other side of it is, because the thing is, you know, it's, it's a kingdom principle, like relationships is what actually takes you to where you're supposed to go. Because if you don't have relationships, you're never going to get to where you're called to be, mm-hmm. you know? And so people have realized that kingdom principle and they've abused it and come at it from the wrong perspective. Whereas when we begin to actually care about people, when we actually look at, uh, at the person, then something begins to happen from the right perspective. I'll never forget as a leader, you know, I had a very... Uh, when I first became a, uh, a youth leader in, at a church and I, I was a very authoritative leader and I was very vision focused, you know, I was very like, this is where we're going. It's all about getting, getting, you know, fin- crossing the finish line, getting to the place. And I'll be honest, bro, I would, I would run people over. I would push people to the side. That idea is no good. You got to do this. And I was so vision focused. And then I got this, I got this revelation, if you want to call it that is God is way more interested in going the distance than actually arriving at a destination mm-hmm. point. The process is way more important than getting to the final point. Yeah. You know, and how you go through this is actually going to get you where you want to go and do what you want to do out of way, uh, basically the, the way it's designed to be. Yeah. And so, man, I remember when I got that, I was in another country ministering at a place and, and, and I had this encounter with God and I've realized that I'm way more focused on 
a calling than I am about the process of getting there. And I, and just the fact that man, God cares about how you go through your process. Are you running people over to get there or actually are you investing, you know, and it's, it's like, it's like this phrase, you know, we hear in the Bible that one chases a thousand, but, but two will put 10,000. So the moment you do life with someone, you're actually multiplying your impact. The moment you do it with people, you know, they say being single is easier, but being married is better. Why? Because being single, you're selfish. It's all about you, you, you. But when you're married, you learn how to die to yourself, but you actually end up doing way more. And there's something powerful about community. There's something powerful about family. There's something powerful about actually doing life with a person. Yeah, definitely. Um, like what are some like, like stumbling blocks that maybe you've come across going, going through like a life where you're trying to be genuine in everything you do or like, like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure like you're in LA, right? So people guard their, yeah. their, I don't know, they're maybe they're in their personalities or how they live. Like they're very, they have their guard up because they yeah. don't want to be taken advantage of. They don't want to be used. And so is that usually an issue? Yeah. You know, what's interesting actually is, uh, I'll never forget this conversation I had with, um, a well-known public communicator. And I came up to him when I was just starting my, you know, traveling ministry. And I was like, Hey man, like you've been doing this for years. Like you're crushing it. What are keys that you would give me? And he's like, Mish, there's two ways you can do it. You can either promote like crazy and put your name out there and promote, 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 because that will get you into doors. But those doors are going to be just doors for those, for that moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, or you can do it through relationship. And he's like, that's what I've chosen to do. And he's like, all the doors that are open to me are, are in relationship. And I love that because it, it rang in my heart. Cause I, I'm not a self promoter. I hate promoting stuff about myself. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like doing that. I've never to this day asked um, uh, a it's, school, a pastor or whatnot cringe. to invite me in. Like, yeah. Hey, you guys need to have me in. Like, I've never done that. I don't want to do that. It's not my personality. I don't, I don't know. Some people do it and they're cool with it. I just, it's just not my thing. I would rather do it through relationship, you know, because when you're invited somewhere, there's an honor and there's actually a higher level of, you know, um, of what happens. And I'll never forget that conversation. And, and he said, he's like, here's how I chose to do it. And because when you do it through relationship, the door that opens ends up opening three more doors and those three doors end up opening five more doors and those five. And so it's almost like a multiplicate when you do it through relationship, it actually, the, the grace that goes with it actually expands and multiplies. Like, uh, like I was saying, it's like, if you're too focused on what someone has, you'll miss who they have. So good. So, so good. And, um, yeah, so for me, that was my thing. I remember when I first moved to another city and I I was starting, you know, traveling and I remember opening up my calendar and I said, okay, God, I was like, I got a couple things going here. I was like, I'm giving this to you. What do you want to do? Like, how do you want to, how do you want to see this thing filled? How do you want to, how do you want it to happen? And I'm telling you what, I just, I didn't do anything different. I just, I just was me. And all of a sudden God began to open doors. And if you walk through those doors with an open heart and actually love people, they're going to know that. And they're going to recommend you. They're going to say, man, this guy's carrying something, man, this guy's doing something, you know? And so would you, sorry, would you say that, um, when it comes to relations, it's almost like the opposite, right? Like you either promote yourself or you're promoting others, right? hundred percent. So you voluntarily promote other people above you or maybe even higher than you are. And out of that, you create, yeah. you know, genuine relationships. You know what I love even more than God opening doors for me is I love being the, the bridge. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and I feel like, honestly, I feel like one of my biggest callings in life is to connect people. It's crazy. I've been to countries where I've connected two mega movements that didn't even know about each other or heard about each other. And I've connected them and they began to like do stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's been unbelievable. I've seen, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to name drop or anything, but like, I've seen some of like just big time, you know, connect with stuff and stuff happen. And to me, nothing brings me more joy than seeing people. And I, even when I was as a youth pastor, like my biggest thing was like the moment a new person comes through the door, I trained this to our team. I was like, the moment a new person comes through the door, you ask them a couple questions about themselves and then connect them to whoever else in our ministry or whoever other in the youth mm-hmm. is connected because relationship is what's going to keep people there. Maybe marketing will draw them there. Maybe someone's word will get them there, but what's going to keep someone is relationship. And I remember like someone comes in, he's a middle school guy. He plays basketball. The first thing I'll do is I'll be like, Oh, your name is Johnny. You play basketball. You're in middle school. Great. We have a guy here who's in eighth grade and he loves basketball. His name is Philip. And they Philip, come here. You got to meet this guy, Johnny. And then all of a sudden you'll, you'll bring what people care about and what they love to do. And you'll bring them together. And all of a sudden that will birth relationship because obviously interest, personal interests uh, will connect. And so I love being someone who connects two different people yeah. together. And so like people ask me all the time, like, Hey, is there any way we can connect with that? Or we can connect with that. And I'm like, man, I'd love to actually, you guys are totally the same vibe. You guys would, you guys yeah. are totally good friends. So how do you cultivate that? Like from a, like a, like a place of you're not doing that at all to a place where now you're embracing it and yeah. it's your lifestyle. Well, first of all, you have to build credibility. So people have to trust you, you know? So like, you're never going to bring people together if people don't trust that, Hey, I got a good opportunity and a good connection. That's going to vibe really well with you. So the first thing is from the beginning is just building up relationship where the person actually cares or feels like you care. You know, if I, if I'm going in, like I I was just in Denver, you know, a guy, I I began to mentor his youth pastor there. And, and, uh, when I go there, like my goal isn't even to speak to his ministry, but more so it's like, I want to see you transform because yes, I can speak to your ministry, but I'm going to leave mm-hmm. and I can, I, I can, I can touch those kids for a moment, you know, and they can have a moment. But the thing is, if I'm working with their leader, with their pastor, with their mm-hmm. manager, with their supervisor, whatever he may be, whatever role, if I can get him to be transformed, then those guys will automatically will transform. Mm-hmm. I love saying this is like for someone to reach a thousand people, he has to go and literally reach a thousand people for another person to reach a thousand people. All they got to do is reach one person. Mm-hmm. And if they can get, see that person touched all of a sudden, bam. And so it's like, you're doing, you're seeing more by doing less almost. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to build that credibility in a way yeah. where people trust you and people allow you to speak into their life. Yeah. There should almost be like a frugalness yep. in order we give our time. Right. So yep. it's effective. Like you could almost say that like everything in our life is directed towards relationship, even like in an un, uh, like in a world sense, right? Just a normal person, right? The reason we buy uh, a really nice house is for a relationship because we want people to come over, right? Why would you have such a nice house if you weren't planning to have people come over? So good, right? Like why why have a nice office so, good. so people will come to your office? Yeah. Um, like why have a nicer car or like a bigger car so more people can come into your car, right? It seems like everything's directed towards relationship. So good. But we're, we, we approach it in the way of uh, promoting ourselves, right? Yeah. This year, um, every year I, you know, pray and ask, what's a word that's going to like guide my year? 
Mm-hmm. And this year, interestingly enough, it's 2020, you know, it's one of the most yeah. historic, chaotic years ever, you know? And it, what's interesting is the word that I felt in my heart that was going to guide me through this year was this word overflow. Mm-hmm. And the scripture that kind of came with it is John 10, 10. If, if, if you know, if, if you've been around church, you know, this verse, it says the enemy or the devil comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. That's what he wants to do. But I love how the verses end there. It continues and says, but I've come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. The mm-hmm. life is for me abundantly. That word also can be looked at as overflow. Um, and so, and, and so, and so this word overflow is life is God gave for me, but abundance he gave for everybody around me. And so one of my passions is I, I don't want you to be half full. I want you to be overflowing. The fullness is for you, but the overflow is for everybody around you. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped thinking small dreams and praying small prayers and thinking like, oh, if I just have enough money to get through my rent or my bills for the month. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's a, that's a selfish small prayer. That's only me centered. But if I actually care about relationships, if I actually care about people, I'm actually gonna say, hey God, hey man, I wanna do this for this person and this for this person. So I'm all, all of a sudden gonna dream bigger. And so I'm not gonna just ask for, hey, I just need this to get by for me. Like mm-hmm. you said, I just don't have a, a car big enough for me or a house big enough for just me. But we have overflow because we are called to do life with people. We're called to invest in people and we're called to build relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so for me, it's one of my biggest passions to, for people to understand that first of all, they have the fullness of life available to them. But mm-hmm. and after you've had that revelation, then it's the second part of now, guess what? You don't live life for yourself. You overflow because yeah. God wants to get things to you, not just for you, but he wants to get them through you. You know, in Abraham, you know, the father of the faith, we call him. And uh, he said that I have been blessed to be a blessing. It has nothing to do with me. And a lot of people, I, I believe that the reason doors aren't opening, the reason opportunities aren't happening is because they want it for themselves. But the moment you begin to um, live for others, all of a sudden, I'm telling you what, those doors begin to open even for you. Because if you're entrusted with little, it's a principle, it's a kingdom principle. If you're entrusted with little, you're going to be given much, you know, mm-hmm. in, in my youth ministry, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, in, in, in corporations, it's like the people that have the most things to do are the ones that are given more to do. Why? Because they're good at what they're doing, but the mm-hmm. people who have a little to do and they're not doing a good job with that, they're not going to get more, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like people who are faithful, they're going to get, it's almost like their reservoir is going to expand. Their foundation is going to expand. And all of a sudden now they're going to be capable mm-hmm. of even more, you know? Yeah. I think you could even draw it down to like everything you have a relationship with, right? What's your relationship with your car? Do you maintain it? Do you change the oil? Mm. Do you do regular maintenance on it? Like what's your relationship with the Bible? Do you touch it every day? So good. Um, relationship with money, right? What's your relationship with that? Is it toxic? Is it healthy? Um, when you get a paycheck is the first thing you think about like, man, how can I be a blessing to someone? Cause I'm given the opportunity. Um, I, I think one thing for, uh, myself and for the people around me, I'd love to educate people around me to see the reason we have money wasn't to buy nice things, but it was actually to be generous out of it. So good. And I believe that, like you said, like overflow, right? When we let other people overflow, it spreads to everybody around us, right? And that's how we create like that culture of honor because how could you not honor the person who gave you that opportunity that gave you that big income boost? Yep. Or got you that, uh, amazing, uh, conference to speak at, like, how could you not want to bless somebody? And that's just what I think 
we want to establish is like a culture of honor that honors one another and we put each other up. And ultimately what ends up happening is if you're putting up someone else, they put you up. Yep. And then you're putting every, and then everybody else is just creating this thing and everyone is building each other up. Yeah. But you don't do it. You don't put them up for them to put you up. Exactly. Yeah. But you do it for them. And guess what? It's a response. It's a natural response. Yeah. It's like a principle, right? Yeah. Like someone loves me. It's natural for me to love them back. Yeah. If someone encourages me. It's, it's natural for me to open up my heart to them. You know? Yeah. I think like all of those things, like it's not like something we, we base our decisions off of, but these are like underlying principles that come below like that print, like that lifestyle. Right. So good. Just like if you're generous, we're not, we're not thinking about the fact that something will come back to us, but the principle God created below that is that y- you'll have more come back. That's right? right. That's right. And so it's the same thing with relationships is that's just like a principle, like an understanding. Right. Um, but we're not doing it for that reason. We're doing it because we actually care about people. Yes. So like for you, how did you actually start caring about people? You know, what's interesting. I heard, uh, that's a good question. I heard uh, this statement one time that everybody is selfish and everything they do is selfish. Yeah. For instance, even the reason why someone will take care of, you know, a homeless guy or a kid in, yeah. in poverty or whatever, they'll do it. Why? Because it makes them feel good. And ultimately it becomes a selfish reason, mm-hmm. which is sad. And I, I think that's true. But I think when you have the spirit of God in you, you actually do learn how to do that because that's what God did for us. Yeah. And it's impossible to give something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you know how that you, to receive from your creator, then you can actually function at the level as the creation, you know, made in the same image and in the same likeness, then you can begin to do, you know, and, and live that way. And so, and so for me, practically um, to your question, how you start doing it is first learn how to get it. Cause I remember my transformation. And even that moment with my leaders that I was talking about earlier is I had this moment where I felt this unconditional, unfiltered, pure love. And when I had this moment in another country and I just literally felt my creator say to his creation, me, I love you because I love you because I love you. Not because of anything you've done or will do. Even if you never do another good thing in your life, I'm crazy about you. And all of a sudden that relationship revelation became so real to me. That's when I came back, got my leaders. And I literally began to just say, guys, I'm so sorry. I have been so vision focused that I have been running you over, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how you, some of you guys are here. And it changed my leadership because I started investing in people. And I'm telling you what, when I started doing that, we started seeing way more fruit and I had way less on my back mm-hmm. because we began to do it as a team, you know? And, uh, and so I think, I think, I think that's so important when everyone begins to be activated to play their role. Yeah. So how would you translate that back to, um, like non-ministry, right? Obviously, every, I believe everything is ministry, right? Yeah. Whatever you do, it's a ministry. Because relationship is ministry. Yeah. You know? So like, how do you, how would you relate that back to the business owner, um, to a father, to a mother, um, to just like you're a student in school still, or you're just an employee? How, how, how do we integrate that? Like, so everything is intertwined and we can, we can live out yeah. that lifestyle. You can build your business, you can build your career, and you can be so focused that you end up not having good employees because they are burnt out by you. But when you are actually employee conscious, when you're actually work, like the people who are doing stuff for you as a manager or whatever, when they're healthy, guess what? Your organization is automatically healthy. Mm -hmm. 
And then now, because they feel trusted, they feel respected, they feel like, man, this guy actually cares about me. All of a sudden, they want to work at a higher level. They, they're going to show up on time. They're going to do what's right. And they're going to do even more because they, they, they feel that response. I think it's the same as, as in parenting. I mean, you know, most people will end up becoming parents, you know, in life. And the more I begin to cultivate a relationship with my daughter, the more she's going to live Mm-hmm. that way without me telling her. It's like, it's like that phrase maybe you've heard before is rules without a relationship lead to rebellion. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why sometimes children end up going the opposite way of their, of their family because it became a manager in a, in a supervisor status rather than a relationship. Yeah. And the moment you begin to cultivate that relationship mm-hmm. and relationship takes longer to cultivate, but it ends up be, uh, reaping way more fruit. Mm-hmm. And then you end up having co- coworkers and you end up having employees and you end up having people who actually believe in, in, in what they're doing and they, and, yeah. and, and they, and they feel trusted. So they begin to work at another level. And those are the most priceless employees, the ones that mm-hmm. feel that. Yeah. Cause instead of looking for that perfect person, you're, you're theoretically, you're discipling yep, them. Exactly. You're leading them exactly. into another level, um, in character. Like, so you're raising them up just like your children, right? I assume like, you raise them to be leaders. You're raising them to yeah. be people who love Absolutely. God. You're raising them to be people who love uh, giving and care for one yeah. another. Um, so, and I, I, I would I say this all the time is, um, well, that phrase that uh, you raise up a child in the way they should go, yeah. and in the end they'll not depart. It doesn't say and in, uh, raise up a child in the way that you want to go, so they can serve you. Mm-hmm. You know, in this idea of. Uh, of God being like a master over us. Like um, people say this phrase and it sounds cute and it sounds good about God, use me, use me, use me. But then I think about it because Christianity is all about relationship. It's a father relationship with his child. When you hear a father saying, I want my, I want to use my child. You think this is an unhealthy father and this is an unhealthy relationship. A father never uses their children. A father actually wants to see their children released and do greater things. Yeah. Yes. The father can use your abilities and your giftings and he can use, you know, what, what's in you. Yes. But he doesn't use you. Mm-hmm. He wants a relationship with you. And when he has that relationship, I'm telling you what, all of a sudden like, you naturally, you know, because we have loved, I'm sorry, we, because we have been loved, then we can love mm-hmm. because we have received it. Then we, then, then we give it. Mm-hmm. And so I think relationship is what we came from, from the creation of man is this, yeah. let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So it's our, it's all about us, our, you know, it wasn't just one, the father saying, let me make man in my image. It's all about me. It doesn't let us, the father, the son, the Holy spirit. And so because of that unity, all of a sudden now we have been created from it. And so guess what? We're created for it. You know, what we've been created from is actually the DNA of who we are. So we're actually created to be selfless and love and look, look, look for others, you know, like for you, um, what are like some, well, for, for everybody, like what are some stumbling blocks or some walls that we can't get past that really stop us from like activating this in our life? Yeah. I think it's just having a constant self-evaluation. Like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I putting up this Instagram post? Yeah. Is it because I'm trying to promote myself? And it's just something as simple as that, something as practical as that. Like, okay, why am I about to reach out to this person? Is it because I want something from them? Yeah. Or is it because, and that's fine sometimes, you know, we need, we need each other, but 
am I leaving the relationship with something? And, and, and this is one thing for me is that I always want to leave every relationship somehow having encouraged the person. Yeah. And if I can't find something, man, I'm going to compliment them on their shoe. I'm going to compliment them on yeah. something. I want them to leave somehow feeling good because I'm telling you what, that does something, you know, and it's not to just pump them up, but I, because when people feel good about themselves, they're healthier, they can make better decisions, you know, they become better people. Mm -hmm. And so, and so for me, you know, I want to walk into a situation and I want someone to walk out and be like, yes, man, that was so mm -hmm. good. Yeah. You know, and I almost, sometimes I do it so much. It's not, it's not even something I have to think, okay, I need to make someone feel good. It's become part of my character yeah. as you know, and, and so I want to get around people and I want to encourage them. Like, man, that's, yeah. man, the way that you write those letters, that's the, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, really? Because here's the thing I've also noticed is that people don't realize their gifts, talents, and abilities by themselves mm -hmm. because for them, they're normal. Yeah. You know, it's like a fish when the fish is swimming in water. It's like, that's what I do. It's normal. No, it's actually your genius. You know what I mean? I can't swim like that. I can't swim like that. Yeah. And so what people, what feels normal to them mm -hmm is actually their biggest gifting and their calling. And when you can see that in someone and you can begin to pull it out and they're like, wow, I am good at something. Yeah. I just thought it was normal. I thought everyone can do this. And no, 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 not everyone can do this. Yeah. You have a genius in you. And it's when you help people find that and when you help people realize, oh, wow, this is something that's actually, I guess, unique. But mm -hmm. I just thought it was normal because it's normal to you. Your genius is normal to you. But for other people, it's a, it's a wow. And when you begin, and one of my favorite passions is, Asking people, like, what are you interested in? What do you like to do? And then being able to find out what their genius is. Find out what their niche is. Because everyone has something that um, is, is God-given to them yeah. to, help, to help the world. Yeah, I think one way to put it is um, if a problem is addressed, like, you know, I, I, God made me to be the solution to that problem, mm -hmm. or I am the answer to that. I either know someone, know something, or know some way to solve this problem, right? It may not be directly through my hands, but I know somehow mm -hmm. I can, or someone that I can lead them to, right? So I, I was created to be a person that provides value. So good. Created to provide value because Christ wouldn't have died for someone who doesn't create value, right? Like so he true. didn't die for the rocks on the ground. He didn't die um, for the walls. He died for the person, right? Because they create value. Um, so like even having the perspective, we create value towards Christ, right? Like, cause he has a val he sees a value on us, right? Cause he died so for good. us. So good. Um, he put that value inside of us. Yeah. And now it's our job to dig up what that is. And because every single person is created with something that's going to help humanity. Mm -hmm. And so that value is our job to find in each other. You know, yeah. I'm finding that value in my wife and helping release it. She's yeah. finding it in me. And that's what we're supposed to do, you know, for each other. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think there's, there's one thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about, because uh, I know that you're super passionate about Brazil, right? I love Brazil. I hit, I hit a good point. Okay. Um, like, tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. How did you get there? Because um, there's some crazy stuff happening. Yeah, I've been in Brazil now 19 times. I actually speak. Like I can get away with some decent Portuguese. Street Portuguese pretty good. Like Throw it I can, at me. Uh, you fall in Portuguese muito bem. Eu amo você. Você é meu amigo. Sure. <laughs> but sure. anyway, um, and so it's interesting how it started actually, and even that is just I think a testimony of 
the gift of knowing relationship that opens doors for you. Yeah. Um, the first time I got invited to Brazil was actually one of my best friends who I grew up with. He was getting married to a Brazilian girl. And so he's like, hey, man, would you come and be in my wedding? And I was like, Brazil? Sure. Exotic Brazil? Like, let's do it, you know? I'll, I'll come up with the money somehow. I'll get there, you know? And, and I love you. And it's, and it's a place I've never been. And I remember the first time I went, the one thing I actually love about, about the Latino culture in general, the South America, Central America, just that, like, they're so passionate and they're actually very relational. And, uh, and you, and you see that manifest in so many different ways. Like even I was just, um, what was it? The beginning of this year, there was the big, the send, the big state, three stadiums packed out with young people. And it's like, why is that not happening anywhere else in the world? I think there's something special about, because they're so relational, Mm -hmm. even them. And so when I came there, I felt like my, like I just vibed with that, like love for relationship. And they were like, they don't even know you come to my house you got to marry my daughter. Yeah. You got to, you know, it's just like, it's like, you don't even know me, but they're just instantly open to, to like love you, you know? And so, and, and so for me, just reciprocating that and all of a sudden the year after that, I get now invited to come back. And then, and then now relationships are being built in churches and in and, and situations. And now I'm getting opportunities. And all of a sudden this person tells the, another person in another city. Now I've, I've been there 19 times. I've been to pretty much every major city in Brazil. I got relationships all over the, all over mm-hmm. And it just starts with you just truly showing people how much value they have and speaking into them. And all of a sudden that's going to do stuff. And I don't do it to have open doors, but because I do it, I have open doors. Yeah. Like your love, your loving life. Exactly. Right? Like you, you enjoy everything you do, right? Exactly. I'm With, sure if it was another place, you would enjoy it just as much. It, totally. I have, um, most countries I've been to, I have a, something favorite about it. You know, whether it's something in Central Asia, whether it's something in through Europe, yeah. through Slavic countries. But what's interesting also about Brazil, I've actually in, interesting is um, when you're an influencer in Brazil, like you blow up, like everybody starts following you. There's something interesting about the way how relational they are, because it's like if like here, if you're an influencer, like it, like you got to be you got to be something really, really unique to get a big following over there. It's there, like there's so many here. There's so many. It's, it's so yeah, plentiful. but there's. Dude, Brazil's a huge country too. I mean, even and here, way you less, you know. I mean, here you don't even have to be good at anything to become. Yeah, so it's, sometimes there are those one-hit wonders, but there's some guys who try or so no hard. Or no-hit wonders, or or, or, or or never been a wonder. <laughs> You're wondering why they have followers. <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is, is because they're so focused about yeah. building their own brand. Whereas over there, it's like, man, I want to. It through that relationship, people follow. People mm-hmm. want connection. You know, if it's just you giving me a bunch of information, you don't care about my connection with me, then it's like, you know, and so I think, I think there's something powerful about, about connection. That's why social media became such a big deal because people want to get into your life mm-hmm. and the people that are the more personal on their accounts, they're the ones that are more successful. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. It's just genuine. Yep. Right. Yep. Cause it's not fake. You want, you want authentic. I think slowly as we mature, we look for authentic. So it's just like right now, um, I think a, a big chunk of my generation um we're still maturing we're still growing and so slowly we're discovering like the power and the desire behind authentic everything authentic christianity authentic business um which is why we'll almost always pay a little bit extra for something a little bit more authentic so true right so true and and this generation wants the real thing you know they really want the real thing and i think i think that's a powerful thing and I love this phrase that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. 
And when you truly have a good vibe, that's the, that, that's the, that's the, that's the word our generation uses. When you have a good vibe about yourself, when you have a good energy, whatever you want to call it, yeah. what it is, is really, it's the spirit, it's the spirit in you, you know? Yeah. And that's your strength. When you can be joyful, joy is attractive. Like people who care about what they do, like you can watch the crocodile hunter and could care less about crocodiles, but the guy is in love with what he does and that attracts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And anything you do, when you do it with a joy and you bring people into that, it's, 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 it's a natural magnet. Mm-hmm. And people say, man, how do you, you know, if you have friends all over the world, how do you, you know, it's like, to me, it's just like, I just want to vibe out what's in me. Mm-hmm. And our strength is joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So therefore, if we don't have that, then we actually live in weakness, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so for me, when it comes to relationship, it's all about what you give. And when you give, you do receive, mm-hmm. you know, and that does do things for you. And so I would just challenge anybody listening to this today is, you know, where do you get your worth from? Do you get your worth from you being helped or do you get your worth from actually doing what you're called to do and actually help others? Yeah. And as you begin to bless others, guess what? Blessing is automatically going to flow through you. As you begin to give to others, automatically it's going to, it's going to flow through you. Yeah. What would be like the message to someone today going through what we're going through right now? Cause we're going through like, I don't know, there's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of disagreement. There's a lot of, so how can we live today to impact our city, to impact the people around us, our friendships, our businesses in a mm-hmm. positive way that promotes, you know, love promotes yeah. Jesus promotes, um, what we're all about. Yeah. And I think, and this is just my opinion. I think we're in a, we're in the middle of, or at the beginning of, a new move of God. Why? I think the enemy's trying to hijack what God is trying to do. And I think this year has been showing so much division and the mm-hmm. enemy hits hardest when he knows something's about to happen mm-hmm. and where relationships are being torn apart. Families are being torn apart. I mean, you got black versus white. We got left versus right. We got this versus that. And it's like, everything's becoming so divisive. And the moment you begin to give your opinion is the moment you're going to bring division. Mm-hmm. But when you begin to reach out and just love, that opens doors like you've never imagined. When you begin to reach out, forget your opinion. Like your argument on Facebook and your argument on Instagram is never, ever going to turn anyone towards you unless they already agree with you, which that doesn't yeah. even matter. You know, but when you just love somebody instead of just raging your opinion all over the place, yeah, it's like, cause your opinion's going to, you know, and I, I love this idea of, I believe that we have way more in common as a humanity than we do not in common. And yeah. if we just focus on what we do have in common, it's crazy. It's crazy. The, the barriers that are broken, it's crazy. The division that's broken. I love this verse in the Bible where it says that, um, that Jesus came and he broke down the wall of hostility between the Jew and the Gentile. And he is for everyone. And the moment we start putting ourselves in a category is the moment we actually are doing a disservice to relationship, doing a disservice to, you know, humanity. And I think the moment we begin to realize that let's find something in common Mm -hmm. and let's love somebody, even if we don't agree or understand their position or situation, we can still love them Mm -hmm. because we've received that same thing. And as we begin to do that, it's going to be, begin to bring a unity. We don't have to agree on everything. Like my brothers and I, uh, there's things that we disagree on, but guess what? We love each other and it's okay. 
In fact, I actually welcome disagreement. I actually like when my wife disagrees with me on certain things because it helps me. I love um, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. I, I embrace it. I'm like, please bring me your perspective because you see it from a perspective I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And so when my wife's like, man, Bisha, I don't agree with her, this, this, this. It makes me think, okay, do I believe it because for what reason? And it actually helps me either become stronger in what I believe or helps me actually open up my mind to see, you know what, there's truth to that. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to just, you know, have this um, love and have this and have, have this moment where we're just seeing the uh, a, a unity rather than a, a division, I, I think something special is going to come in this mm-hmm. world. And I think we're, we're about to see something special because even in our country, it's almost like everything's set up to have disagreement. It's like, there's the, always the two different sides, the yeah, two yeah. different perspectives and everything. Even when like, I think it's possible to agree someone or something will yeah. try to create division so yeah. that that won't happen. And so for me, I would say my goal in situations like that is don't look at how I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I could be right in my eyes. You're right in your eyes. It's like, that's never going to get us anywhere. But let's talk about, you know, how do we help each other? How do we bless each other? How do we take care of each other? Cause that's going to, that's going to break down walls and that's going to yeah. break down so much. I love doing that. Yeah. I love being that guy. That's like, and not to like pat my own back, but be the guy that's like, Hey, I want to pay for that person behind me. I don't know who that yeah. is, you know, or I'll never forget in the middle of the pandemic and, you know, in the state of California, they're saying, you know what, you don't have to pay your rent. You can, there's all these different yeah. ways out of it now. And for me, my wife and I were like, man, we don't live from this, from this kingdom, from the, of this world. You know what, even in the middle of a pandemic and me, I can 85% of my income is traveling and speaking and that's gone. But I'm just like, you know what, like I'm, we're going to be fine. Like, like this doesn't take God by surprise. He, he knew, yeah. he knew what was going to happen way before I step into it. And so like, we literally, like we decided like, Hey, you know what, let's actually be a blessing, a bigger blessing now. And so we sent our rent check with an extra hundred bucks in there. And we just said, Hey, you know what? This is a time where everyone else is not, um, not being, you know, actually taking advantage of, Oh, we don't have to pay rent. I'm not going to pay rent because I'm suffering or whatever. Yeah, it's of like, course. We're, we can take that victim mentality or we can go above and beyond and say, you know what? Yeah. We're actually going to be a blessing in the time where people are expecting you to downsize and downgrade. We're going to actually upgrade. Yeah. And even, so we started doing that stuff. Yeah. Even like, um, that, like our generosity is for the believer and the unbeliever, right? That yes. like, just because that business put up, like, uh, like they're, they're saying something that you don't agree with, you know, still go to them and still love on them yes. and still provide, you know, blessing to them because, you know, at the end of the day, um, they're expecting people to create division. They're expecting people to be like, Oh, I don't agree with you. Yeah. But if you can be that person who sees beyond that and sees the person, sees yeah. the potential, see God's love and are like, I still want to bless you. I still want to love you. Like you're cursing my family or maybe um, you're totally against whatever I believe, but I still want to bless you through that. So good. I still want to take this opportunity to make sure that, you know, like that there are people who care about you, who love you. That yeah. t- that type of and thing. for me, even, you know, a lot of people, believers want to do like evangelism. That's a big, that's a big word, you know, evangelism, telling people to me, the way I started off is never like get in their face and like, you need this or you need yeah. that. To me, I always started off with something, some kind of compliment to them. Like, dude, I love those Jordans on you. Those are amazing. And all of a yeah. sudden the guy obviously loves them too, because he's wearing them. And all of a sudden their heart opens up like, Oh, no way you saw that. And all of a sudden now you have an in because now you have their heart because you just encourage something in them. And all of a sudden now when you've encouraged it, they've opened up to you. And all of a sudden now that conversation can go places. Yeah. Because all you did is just try to build a relationship, try to build a connection, try to build some kind of a bridge. 
Yeah. And like I said, we have to go walk into every relationship knowing that we have way more in common as humanity than we have disagreements on. Definitely. I think just finding that common ground, putting people first above your opinion, even your opinion might be right, but how often do we get stuck in that trap of like being right over being love yep. or being a solution, right? Yeah. Because their opinion won't change by your opinion being better than theirs. So their true. opinion will change by them having a relationship with so you. So true. And you so loving true. them. Because and what does relationship do? Relationship allows you to see my perspective. Yeah. And the moment I feel like, man, they just saw it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Now I'm actually willing to change my perspective because yeah. now I want to see their perspective. Yeah. You know, that's what relationship does. So that brings unity. Definitely. So good. So good. Well, that was great. I love it. Um, I, I hope we can do this again. Let's do it, man. Um, I think that was a really solid point to just wrap up because it's such an answer to like today, right? Yes. Like not for like 10 years. It's not going in our 10 year plan, but that's like an answer for yeah. today that we could start practicing right relationship um, at our job, at our workplace. And it's, it's easier than we think, you know? The only way it gets complicated if we start thinking about what we can get out of it. Then it starts to get complicated. Then it it gets hard. Then we get burned out. When we start thinking about ourselves, it's actually really easy to just want to have a relationship and just want to hang out. So I think that was a really good, uh, you brought up a lot of good points. I think that a lot of people are going to feel refreshed. They're going to feel like that's an answer to something they've been going through Mm -hmm. because now they see a solution. Like it's really through people, right? Yep. Our life is through people. Yep. Our salvation is through Jesus, who was a person. Right? So good. Who was also God. So good. Um, so, man, thank you so much for coming on. Honored. Thanks for having we're, me. We're definitely going to do it again. And I thank you so much for just Absolutely. being a part of this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Misha, everybody. All right. Bye.